Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I'm Corey, and I'm a brand strategist specializing in brand photography for small business owners. And I'm Melissa, a confidence and business coach for female founders. And together we are the, the business, business reboot. reboot. We're going <laughs> to get, we're going to get, we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. <laughs> we're in, well, you would think after several weeks we would, we would have this, but we don't. Anyway, we are an education hub for entrepreneurs, helping you refine your brand and generate more revenue by helping you create offers that make sense. Yes, yes. Okay, this week we are super excited, just like every week we're excited. But this week we're really excited because we're going to talk about vision casting in your business for your business. You know, we usually save the future talks and the dreams and hopes until January 1st, but about a decade. Yeah, I know. But about a decade ago, we, uh, do you remember this? Like we shifted from doing resolutions to doing like a word of the year. And um, a dear friend of ours, uh, of mine, actually wrote a book called My One Word, Mike Ashcraft. And he talks all about picking that one word for the year. And it's amazing. And it caught on like wildfire. And it's awesome. But um, I will tell you that some of us went a little crazy with that. And then uh, got, the word, got the word tattooed on their arm and blah, 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 blah. It's fine. Um, it, <laughs> biggest mistake of my life. Not that really. was Melissa, love it. not Corey. Just I love it. I still love the word. I got the word enough tattooed on my arm. Um, and that started this uh, situation where everybody that I knew that I had ever met, when they saw it, they would send me things in the mail. Like I have more, I don't know, like mugs that say I am enough and and all kinds of things. And I was like, yes, but enough meaning like it's sufficient. Also meaning, I mean, there were there were a million reasons why I picked that word. And it wasn't all just because I have terrible self-esteem. <laughs> But, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But here's the deal is if we're not going to stick to to the word, if we're not going to actually put the work in, then it's going to fade just like a resolution would. So we want to buck that system and talk about these goals and dreams for your business now. So let's talk about what it takes to be bold and dream wildly in your business. And I can tell you that this is one of my most favorite things to do. I think that Melissa and I have mastered the art of dreaming wildly and being brave enough and bold enough to kind of mm, go after those things and make them happen. So here's some things to consider. We're going to just kind of walk through um, some things you really need to look at as you are looking at a long-term plan or um, building out a longer runway, three, five, 10 years in your life and in your business. So one of the things that you might want to consider doing is doing a little brain dump about what your life, both personal and business, could look like in this one year, three year, five year, maybe even 10 year vision. I mean, hello for me in 10 years, I will be 58. Hello, retirement. Like, can anyway, I, can I, I love you? <laughs> this ma'am, this ma'am thinks she's going to just stop working. No, she's not. No, she, I love her, but she's not. Will, We're just getting started. I will be 88 and still working. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm going to need me a 40 year plan because I still plan on working at 88. I'm just saying. I that's mean, right. That's right. I, I will be, you know how bad my knees would hurt sitting in this closet at 88 years old trying to record a podcast? I'm going to have to build out a studio by then is what I'm going to say. 
<laughs> Listen, I would like to start with our goal planning, and that is to get Corey off of the floor at her office. We're going to buy you a stool in 2024. We're going to buy you a stool for that. So, okay. So one thing that we were talking about when we were kind of planning this all out is how your industry and yes. your life, they're going to determine how you handle planning ahead. I will tell you just to kind of flash back to Melissa past, I was a wedding photographer for 16 years and I had to plan my life 12, 18, sometimes 24 months in advance. You know, you want to do a family reunion next June? Can't. I have a wedding. Uh, <laughs> the kids have a Christmas program at school on a weekend. Mm, sorry, can't be there. I have a wedding. And then switching industries when I walked away from weddings, I guess in like 2019, yeah. um, you know, that it's, it's almost like carrying relationship baggage from an old relationship into a new one. It makes it really difficult for me to plan last minute because for so long I had to plan, you know, so far in advance. Can so I say, I would, yeah, go can, ahead. Can, I'm just going to interject right here because I am going to tell all the things. Can I tell you that it is like her hair is on fire when on fire. there is a Flames. last minute, like a, a hot last minute plan that needs to be done or made. She's like, oh, oh, oh. Look, I struggle to commit. I struggle to commit last minute because I'm like, I don't even, because in my head I'm going, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. So as much as I would love to say that I can do things on the fly, not knowing makes me scramble. And for right. Corey, I will say she's like the opposite here because as a teacher, she could plan her life out 10 month cycles, no problem. But you were also a military spouse. So you didn't right. even know where you'd live in 18 months, much right. less figure out what you were going to do then, right? Right. Well, and I'm going to say too, like uh, it, what you bring, and this is something for all of us to, we're just using ourselves as examples. This is something for all of us to really evaluate. And I don't think we do enough evaluating and thinking. We're going to talk a little bit about thinking in a second, but I don't think that we realize how our past relationships or our past work life impacts what we're currently doing and will be able to do or what we'll want to do or do effectively in the future. And so teaching kindergarten, 29 five-year-olds, I could make lesson plans. I can make long-range plans, which is what we say in education. But the day of, if I'm in the middle of a lesson and somebody vomits and somebody else steps in it, and then somebody has, you know, need mom needs to come and pick them up, like my whole plan just got disrupted and I had to think on the fly. And so having to shift gears super quickly became second nature to me. And then bringing that into business when I was shooting with families, when I was shooting with seniors, if the weather was bad, guess what? I had to make a new plan. Either we had to find an indoor location to shoot in, which was not optimal, or I had to reschedule. So I always had to have a calendar that had flexibility within it because there needed to be some room for rain dates. And if I literally booked back to back every single day of the week, there was no room for error. And I just knew that that was not a great way to plan. So that's right. what well, and even we talked about it with like me. I remember having, she was like, even if the weather was bad, you still had to show up. And I was like, right. Yeah. We had a wedding once that was supposed to be in Savannah. And two days before the wedding, the bride calls and says, Hey, they've closed all of the entrances mm -hmm. into the city. We have to plan you know, Z is coming in hot now. We're going to a different city and, and we just had to make it work. We don't have a choice. You show up when you're supposed to, because that's, that's when it's happening no matter what. And so, you know, it, you just have to realize that all of that is going to impact how you feel about pre-planning. Right. And so I think too, when you can see the potentials in upcoming seasons, making big and small business decisions, it can get easier and it, they can be made in a very 
you know, a much more intentional way. And so these are some things that we walk through on the regular, Melissa and I do, as we've grown the Business Reboot together, as we've shifted our own uh, individual businesses. But here's some things that you need to consider as you plan for the new year in your business. And again, looking further ahead, one year, three year, five years. Uh, the first one would be your season of life. Where are you currently? And then look fat, flash, flash forward. Where are you going to be in three years? What's life going to look like for you? Where are you going to be in five years? And sometimes it's like, I have no idea. But let's just look at it from this perspective. If you are, let's say, a parent and you have a two-year-old right now, well, in three years, they're going to be a five-year-old going to kindergarten. And guess what? Working from home with them is going to look way different because you all of a sudden have six to eight hours a day that you now could work in your business or you know, get a part-time job or whatever it is that you're wanting to do in that season. And in five years from from there, they're getting ready to go to middle school. I know all of us were like, what? But your life will look different. Where Melissa is currently in life with her kiddos being in middle school and high school in five years, it will be very similar to, to mine to where she's getting ready to be an empty nester and she's no longer picking up kids at 3.30 and having volleyball matches and like, uh, I'm gonna get crunk. I'm gonna get crunk. Where I'm going? I don't got that plan. No, I'm just kidding. But no, like uh, Zach, who edits our podcast, his wife does an incredible Bible study with the uh, young preteen and teen girls at our church. And we were talking about like timelines. And originally we'd said, let's just do one lesson per month because we'll get them together and they'll have dinner and it'll be so great. And then we started thinking about it and I was like, hold on, there are 30 lessons in this book. They will be in 10th grade. They're in seventh now. They'll be in 10th grade then. They're not going to talk about the same stuff. And, and we need to figure out how we can speed it up. And so we had to adjust and adapt the timeline. But yeah, the seasons of life, they shift faster than you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then let's talk about other things like the sways in the market. I mean, hello, what's happening <laughs> in our economy now? Or maybe you're talking about like a, something that you're wanting to do is build a team. Maybe it's, you know, you want to have a brick and mortar. And Corey and I were both like, we neither one of us have brick and mortars, but we have had them. Um, I had a studio. Corey currently has a studio. So you don't own the brick and mortar like building that it's in, but you've got operations outside of your house that mm-hmm. could also be an ideal place to get you out of the closet. I feel like this isn't a me problem. This isn't something we got to, this might be a it is, Corey problem. It is me. I, you know, we are looking to expand the podcast into Corey's studio space. Um, but I think it's important for you to look at when to know when to expand something that you currently have. If you are working in your home, we have had several friends and clients that have started in their home and then they've expanded into a brick and mortar space. And also like Melissa said, she had one and then closed it down. When is it okay to close it down? Start preparing ahead of time. Don't make rash decisions when it comes to big things like that. The next thing would be passive income. Create it once and sell it on repeat. Is there a way for you to be able to work that into your business in the next one year, three year, five year time frame. Right. Or maybe you want to have predictable income. That would mean that you need to start doing client containers. Um, Do you want to be able to know what's coming in ahead of time and stop worrying about booking clients on the fly? Um, And you know what is funny is I think the longer that you're in business, the longer you're working within your industry, the clearer that gets. Because I remember when I first started my coaching business several years ago, um, I didn't have a clue and I didn't. And I thought, oh, I'm doing this right. And then I was like, oh, only I just need 15 clients every month. (laughs) And I'm like, that is not funny, but, um, you know, so it just, it was a lot. So, you know, just, just, uh, you know, thinking of thinking ahead now about that, if that's something that you're going to want. And, you know, I will say when talking about predictable income, I have created a business model where I work with my brand membership clients. I started preparing and planning and actually teaching about that 
what, Melissa, two or three years ago. And it has now become a very well-oiled machine. And we are now in year two and three with some of my clients that originally started with me. And that has become such a blessing in my business. But it didn't happen overnight. These things are take seasons to grow. It it takes time for you to perfect them and fine-tune them. But start thinking about them now so that you can grow into that. Something else you might want to consider, are you growing a sellable business? Uh, There are things that you should be considering now for 10 years down the road when you're ready to sell it. You don't just decide tomorrow, I don't think I'm just going to sell this business. There are so many things that you need to have in place well ahead of time when you are wanting to maybe um, pivot out of this and you do have something that you could sell to somebody else. Right. And really, so what we want you to do is just dig into the mindset of being able to dream big in your business. You know, um, some of y'all will dream so big that only God can make it happen, which is Mm -hmm. fine if you plan to, you know, pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on you. But I also believe that like a bigger problem is that we don't dream large enough. Um, I'll give you an example of just like how to tie this together is my son is taking, he's a freshman and he's taking a senior level class. It's an AP class um, and it's a government class. And I went in to talk to the teacher just because he was struggling a little bit with stuff. I didn't take that class while I was in 12th grade. So, you know, kudos brother for let's attempt this. But the teacher said, you know, this kind of content is difficult for kids, especially when they're not of voting age, the interest level is not there or whatever. And he said, and when you've worked with kids who are gifted, you realize they get into a cycle of, they will, you know, um, learn the, the memorize the material, then they'll take the test and they get the A. They memorize the material, take the test, get the A and just repeat. And he said, you know, that's not what we want them to do here. It's more contextual. And so just the same as that in business, we'll get in this cycle of pitch, sell, book, serve, repeat, pitch, sell, book, serve, repeat. And that can trap us in the minutia of doing, uh, of, of just doing all the time we're mm-hmm. doing. And it won't allow us to get into the habit of dreaming or pre-planning. So what does that, what does that look like practically, Corey, just to like, you know, we know this isn't a super long episode, but we want this to be super meaty. And so let's give some, some ways that they can go ahead and start preparing themselves before January 1st to dream and vision cast and think about the long runway in their business. So I think the first thing that we all need to really be better at is get quiet, uh, which is very hard in this season uh, of, of right now we're heading into the holiday season or in the middle of the holiday season. And this is a busy time for all of us. Um, I don't care what your business is. I don't care where you are in life. It is typically very busy, but we want to encourage you to get quiet. Um, the, the magic can happen in stillness and in the quiet uh, little corners of your life. So what does that look like? Take a walk. Get up early. Um, if you have a dog that doesn't understand Daylight Simmons time, she will be up at 445. And <laughs> I, just I just want yeah, you to know man. that you know, in my quiet this morning, I was decorating my Christmas mantle. I mean, like, I, but you know what? I was thinking about work. Um, but build out calendar space for you to think. And I know that that sounds like, girl, I don't have time to go to the bathroom by myself, much less time to think. How, put it on your calendar. Um, I, I just listened to a podcast this week on one of my walks where I can spend some time getting quiet. And John Acuff Acuff talked about this exact thing. He did a podcast about taking 30 days off. Hello, goals. Uh, I keep saying it and I try to do it, but I'm not real good at it. So I'm working on it this year. I'm going to do it. I swear 2024 is my year. But he talked about how he was really able to do a lot of thinking in that 30 days off. And he said that it helped so much that he was able to stop doing 
which is where we can be as entrepreneurs, doing, 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 doing. And he just was able to think. And I don't think that we give that enough credit uh, to make space for it. So put it on your calendar, whether it's a walk, whether it's just some alone time, but get quiet because you will be amazed at the quote unquote downloads. Melissa and I definitely believe our downloads come from the Lord, but you will be amazed at the downloads and the ideas and the ability to connect back with your heart for who you are and what you do and how you serve, but you've got to get quiet. Right. I remember a couple of years ago, well, I guess it was like a year ago, almost this month, maybe, um, where I had seen we had op- uh, our town opened a new float spa. And I was like, what is that? And it's essentially just this big pod filled with as much salt as you could possibly fit in it and water. And you just go and you get naked and you float. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Because as coaches, like I will tell you the level of input that we have in our brains all day long. And if we are not careful and don't protect our own boundaries, we will um, be rocking back and forth in the corner all day. And you'll be up at 4 a.m. when you got your night sweats thinking about other people's businesses, which is good because we want that. We want to be able to serve at the best capacity, but it's not going to be the best capacity if we're never letting our brains just sit and think. And I went into that float spa thinking, I'm going to be able to come in here. I'm going to be able to sit in quiet and it's going to be awesome. And I'll just think of nothing. I did not think of nothing in no. that pod. And, you but you know what? It took me It took me about 30 minutes of kind of thrashing in the water um, before my body was able to relax and my brain was able to clear. And I walked away with epiphanies that I only can contribute to being stuck in a really quiet spot. Like I couldn't get out because what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the pod. I ain't got no clothes on. I'm soaking wet. It's cold. Like I couldn't, I was in a place where I had to sit and I had to listen to what was happening in my head and I had to get quiet and it, it changes things. So the second thing. Can I tell you though, can I, can I just tell you real quick? Yeah. yeah. You, you just triggered my claustrophobia. We're talking about like, I can't get out. I'm claustrophobic too. No, I'm going to open the door. Look, they had an option. You could get in a pod or you could get in a cube. And the pod was like being in a cave. And I'm letting uh-uh. you know how to hyperventilated. No. But the, the cave was like, like a big closet with water in it. And I was fine with that. And there are lights on the ceilings and stuff like this. But okay. if I, you'd put me in a pod, I would have freaked out. I would have literally. Yeah, like I'm literally and, sweating right now. It just, it just triggered it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> it was not a water coffin. It's fine. Okay. So number two is let's get kid-like. Okay. Kids mm-hmm. come up with the wildest stuff. When Corey got her certification in design thinking from the Henry Ford Learning Institute, that's where they teach kids how to think and work outside the box. And you've probably heard us talk about that a hundred times uh, because we did our summer series this summer about design thinking. But, um, you know, that's how kids are like innately built. We all are, you know, but it's taught out of us. So, um, you know, we just talk about ideating, you know, create wild ideas and sort through them and then see what sticks. In fact, you know, we're going to be resharing this summer series at the end of December because we wanted, we just think it's a perfect time to to let all of that sink in and absorb before you start January and you do inevitably, you know, the, the, the fiscal year's get, year's going to end and you're going to be starting with new offers and new things that you're doing. And so we wanted you to be able to deep dive back into that, but don't be afraid to get like a little kid when it comes to your goals. They don't have to be practical, write them all right. out and just go wild, see what happens. And I will say sometimes the practicality talks out of it. Like, mm, like a lot what, of times. It, it gets important to be able to put um, steps to making something happen. 
We are definitely saying that that has to happen. Action items have to happen. But we will practically talk ourselves out of these really wild ideas um, because we're like, well, that'll just never work. Okay, well, hold on a minute. What if you had somebody else, i.e. coaches, to bounce ideas off of and go, you know what? This thing has really got a hold of my heart. And I was just, it's a wild idea, but I think there's something here. And whenever other people can come in that you share those, those wild ideas with and go, you know what? You're right. There is something here. What if we took this piece out but added this piece in? Or what if we reworked it? Let's put some action steps. And sometimes just having those sounding boards in your life can be so important for helping you get unstuck or helping you grow in really wild ways that you never imagined. Um, so the last one is don't be afraid to speak it out loud. I know in coaching, we always tell people to get repetitive about calling themselves what they are or what they want to be. You are a business owner. You are a millionaire. You are a In coach. Jesus' name. <laughs> I mean, amen. I mean, amen. Well, let, me, let me just say that over and over. You are a coach, you know, where you own your own agency. Um, you know, if you let these words of, of others destroy how you feel about yourself, uh, then surely you can't let your own words breathe life over you. So, yeah. so we really want to not be afraid to say out loud what you want what you are, what you're doing, how impactful your 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 heart is to the world and to to the business and the clients that you are serving, um, but I don't think that we speak speak life over these things enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, if fear is the thing that stops you, what we just said was if you're going to let other people's words stop you or make you feel bad or whatever, like then at least be bold enough to to counteract that with your own words of encouragement over yourself and just to call yourself what you are, it's going to drive you to the goal of being that. And um, we think it's really, really important. So that's all we have for you today. We really want to encourage you to take a hard look at your one, three, five and 10 year plan. And, you know, we know statistics, most businesses don't last over five years. I think it's something like 60% close within two years. Mm -hmm. Corey and I are in the 1% because we've been open longer than 15 years. I'm about to hit 20 and Corey is, you're in 15 or 16. 16. We are, her business is about to drive is what we're saying. And so um, we just want you to, to think ahead now. Don't wait for the new year. Don't wait for resolutions or words of the year. Like start thinking about it now and from a place of wholeness instead of a place of a have to because it's what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. So we want Love to. It. Yes, we want to say thank you for joining us this week. And please don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot, or you can visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We would love a review. We would love for you to share any of the things that uh, you feel have really um, touched you in way of business uh, on Instagram or any of your socials. Uh, and we will definitely be back next week with another episode. Okay, hold on, of hold business. on. You, you, you can't say touch you. When you say touch, if it's touched you, I don't know why that just made me feel like I'm not touching nobody, Corey. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, we'll just see you never mind. We're going to be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.